0: In this episode, I'm going to share a draft of chapter 22 of the book I'm writing, Building the Invincible You. Uh, In this book, I'm sharing a framework of strategies that can help you amplify your power in your work and life, regain your freedom to spend more of your time the way you wish you could, and build a future that you want for yourself and for your loved ones. This is Tracking Your Progress. and this is Invincible Life. All right, so if you want to read this book chapter, you can go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me. This is book chapter, Tracking Your Progress, issue number 41. I'm going to start this with a quote. It's adapted from a poem by Robert Burns. The best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. I'm sure you've heard that. It's not, uh, it's not an uncommon turn of phrase. So all too often we set goals and we do what we can to work towards them, but we're not entirely certain how well we're performing against those goals unless they're highly salient, you know, landing a promotion. You kind of know if you got the promotion or not (laughs) getting a new job, moving to a new city, you know, you're there. Getting married, kind of salient. Publishing a book, like this book I've been working on, those are obvious, but the smaller ones, the ones that aren't quite so obvious, are a little trickier. So, tracking and assessing your progress gives you a clear picture of how far you've come and how far you still have to go. In chapters seven and nine of this book, I talked about identifying goals and making plans. But I think we all know there's a big difference between making a plan and executing that plan. It's only after you start doing the work and making progress that you see the truth. For example, you may start having mixed feelings about the goal you selected. You might discover that your plan isn't working as well as you had hoped. Your plan may be fine but it's yielding unanticipated results and maybe some side effects. Perhaps your plan is feasible, but it's taking longer than you anticipated. You may need to make some changes to your daily, weekly, and monthly habits to speed things up. Or you may discover, as many do, that working through your plan has revealed something different something better, which you'd like to pursue instead. Life is unpredictable. We don't know what we don't know. Blindly continuing down a path without checking in to see if it's still the right path isn't a great idea. I mean, it's good to be committed and determined, but you want to ensure you're still committed to a goal that you really want to reach. For example, in my pursuit of higher executive levels in my tech career, I made some surprising personal discoveries. I mean, the plan was working, I guess. I did get promoted to vice president at one of the largest internet companies in the world. I was making pretty good money. I even became the CEO of a tech startup and I built my own team, something I'd always wanted to do. So, if I was achieving everything I wanted in my professional life, why wasn't I happy? Why wasn't I happy? Well, there were some side effects of pursuing that path. I was becoming someone I didn't want to be. Harder, colder, more ruthless, and more political my physical and emotional health were suffering. My relationships with my family were on the back burner. I wasn't living life. I was just working, working, working. One day I I took a step back to review my progress and think about my career ambitions. And one thing I did I looked up the ladder, the career ladder, to see what the lives were like for those at the top. Did I still want to become a C-level executive at a public company? I asked myself the following questions and I paid close attention to the answers. How did those people spend their days? You know, what were they doing every day at work? What kind of people were they? How did they behave? How did they treat others? What were their personal lives like? You know, as far as I could tell, you have some insights, you know, a little bit, but you know, you could see a little bit of it. I didn't like what I saw. I'm glad I took a breather to assess my progress on that journey to claim the goal. I thought I had wanted. I'm glad I didn't keep mindlessly pursuing that path trying to accumulate more power, more wealth, more material possessions. If I had, I would have wasted even more years of my life chasing something that left me feeling increasingly hollow. I would have let my personal relationships continue to suffer and weaken as I focused primarily on my job and career. I would have let my health continue to suffer until something went very, very wrong with it. And I'm sure it would have. And yeah, I know this sounds kind of funny coming from a career coach. But as my clients will tell you, I believe in designing the life you want first and then building a career to support that kind of life. And I'm not talking about making tons of money and designing a lifestyle of the rich and shameless. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about building an invincible career where you are in power. You have unlimited opportunities. You are in control of your future. It's all about that freedom. I'm talking about building an invincible life where you are happy, healthy, and spending more time with the people you love and less time doing things you hate. Isn't that what we all want? Don't you want to do more of what you love and less of what you hate? Sometimes you are able to find a career and a job that will enable all of that. Many times you are not. If we're being honest with ourselves, many times our job is not giving us all of those wonderful things. And that's one reason I often recommend the ultimate path of solopreneurship, which puts you in the driver's seat. Something I've been doing for 13 years and I love it. However, you'll never know if you're on the right track or not, unless you take the time to monitor and record your progress, how you're feeling, how you are experiencing the journey and how you feel about the goals you are pursuing. So first you have to track your progress. You don't, you don't know unless you measure it right in chapter four, I talked about creating your vision, mission, and purpose, and then you identified your most audacious goals related to that in chapter seven and made your plans to achieve those goals in chapter nine. It's essential to track your progress to achieving those goals. Otherwise, how do you know? If your strategies are working, how do you know if your plan is working well or not? Tracking progress also helps with accountability and motivation. So record this information, whatever it is, this data, this information, this progress, every day and week. Don't wait until the end of the year. You'll want to look at the overall trend, not just the daily fluctuations. So even though you're tracking perhaps daily, Pay attention to the overall trend line over weeks, months, and years. Because we like to think that progress is linear. If a plan is working, we expect every day to be another win. And I've included a chart. You've probably seen something like this. What we think progress will be or success will be. And it's a very straight linear line up and to the right over time. Uh, so if you go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me, you can see these these images in the, um, the book chapter in the written form. I mean, however, reality paints a very different picture of progress and success. It's messy. And you'll have periods of time when you feel like you're stuck and can't break free of a plateau. It happens with me all the time, with writing, with weightlifting, with my running, whatever it might be. You feel like you're stuck sometimes. You will have setbacks and you'll feel like you're losing progress and failing. And, um, I experienced this during my weight loss journey. You know, I talked about this before. I lost like 40 pounds and every day wasn't a win. There were days I would get on the scale. It's like I've gained weight. <laughs> and so it went up and down and up and down, but the overall trend line was good. And that's why you need to step back and look at your data over a longer period of time. And I've put a Little squiggly line chart in that shows the reality of actual progress over time, where you go up and you dip down and you flatten out and have a plateau. And sometimes you lose a lot of ground. Sometimes you have a bad day, bad week, sometimes even a bad month. But you recover, and if you keep chugging away at it, over time you still make progress up and to the right. It just isn't a clean linear line. And it's good to look back to see how far you've come that's why i like to look back over a longer period of time it's easy to feel disappointed with what you perceive as slow or stalled progress it's also easy to make the mistake of comparing yourself to others wow how many books did stephen king write by this age <laughs> don't do that so don't don't do that only compare current you to past you are you better than you were yesterday, the week before, the month before, the year before. Are you getting better? Are you making progress? And I still have to remind myself to do that. I have to remind myself to look back over the years, not even just days or even weeks or months, because when you do that, you will be surprised by how far your life has come, both personally and professionally. You'll notice that you are indeed steadily getting closer to your goals. Whenever I'm feeling down or I'm feeling frustrated with how slowly things seem to be improving, things that I'm focusing on, those goals I'm reaching for, I take a breath and I step back and I remember my young self. I remember where I was in my 20s. And I had a pretty dark period of time. Um, I had lost my way. I lost my scholarship at the university terrible grades, wasn't focused, wasn't studying. And, uh, so I dropped out of college. I dropped out for, gosh, I don't know, a year or so, maybe two years. And I was working minimum wage jobs, you know, kind of living a basic life and just doing the nine to five and barely getting by. And I felt at that time, like I had no future. Right. But things turned around. And I refocused and I got back on track and I graduated and went to grad school and got a job in the tech industry and things got better. And my life is so much more amazing now than I ever would have predicted. Looking back at the progress I've made helps me feel grateful that gratitude is important. It's also a reminder that I'm still working towards my new goals, even when it sometimes feels slower than I would hope. So, there are many ways to track your progress. You have to use what works for you. I think everyone's a little different. Choose something that you can do consistently, something you can easily do every day. If it's complex, if it's too hard to do, and if you're not doing it consistently, you're going to give up and you're not going to be tracking every single day or every week. So for example, you could create a simple spreadsheet, use Excel, use you know numbers on Mac OS, use Google Sheets, whatever. And track your progress. Note your milestones and your checkpoints. And I talked about that in chapter nine. Have dates. You know, am I on track to hit this milestone by November? You know, whatever it might be, and use all that to help you focus and and see if you're making progress. Uh, when I was doing the weight loss stuff, I had a simple spreadsheet that was just dates and weight, and I looked at it over time. You can even put a nice little chart in there and look at the line. It's kind of nice. It is motivational. You can journal in a paper notebook every morning and make notes about your planned and achieved progress every day. And I do this, you know, I recommend journaling all the time. I love using a paper notebook while I'm just drinking my morning coffee. And I write down, what are you going to do today to make progress towards your most important goal to help me remember to do that? And I'll write down stuff that's notes about how much progress did I make yesterday? Did I actually get it done? Do I need to carry it forward and keep working on it? I also do something that I've kind of played around with for the last few years and I like it. It's a simple five point visual rating system in my journal. So I draw five little circles, tiny circles in a row. It's all in one line. And then I can fill them in. They're empty circles and I fill them in from a scale of one to five to note how I'm feeling that day. So if I'm feeling amazing and fantastic, it's great. It's a five. I fill in all five circles if it's good, you know, not great. I do a four three just means I'm feeling okay. It's like, so, so two is not good. Like I'm not, I'm not feeling very good that morning. Uh, it's maybe a little bit bad. And one is terrible. Like one is like, this is a terrible morning. I feel rotten. I didn't get much sleep. I'm feeling down. And then I can literally just flip the pages of my notebook and see that little chart. And I can see when I've had good days and when I've had bad, and I can make a note of that. Like, when are my good days? When do I seem to give things a four or five? And when are my bad days? Okay. My bad days are always when I stayed up too late and I didn't get enough sleep or whatever it might be. You can also do some open-ended journaling to just capture your thoughts, capture your thoughts, your feelings, your ideas, anything creative, whatever it might be. And it's important to think about how you're feeling about your goals. Think about the work you're doing to achieve them every day. Think about the progress you're making, write some open-ended notes like, oh, this is working well. This isn't working so well. I need to try something different tomorrow. And that's why I like to wrap up with one key takeaway. So I have a couple of lines where I write the key takeaway for the day. And what is the big insight? What is that aha moment that day? What did you learn that day? that can make tomorrow better. You know, you may see, you know, I've had this experience, for example, Hey, if I skip my workout, I feel like I have low energy. I feel down, you know, I lose motivation. So my aha moment is like, I can't do that. I just can't skip my workouts. I need to do it. It's an investment that makes me more productive. So think of this, um, tracking as kind of a personal time machine in this Writing in the notebook is the same. It's a chance for the past you to talk to the future you. You can look back at your notes. What message do you want to send to the future? What can educate, inspire you on days when you're feeling empty and down, right? You can be a bit of your own cheerleader looking back and saying, okay, I was really excited about this. I was feeling hopeful. It kind of resets my perspective. Yeah, things aren't as bad as I think they are. And then assessing your progress. Periodically assess the progress of your plan that you are using to create your invincible life and to build this invincible you. How often you perform this assessment, it can be weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly. It depends on you and what you're trying to accomplish and what the timeline is. You know, if it's a really long timeline, like moving to a new state, that might be something you're going to work on for the next five years. And so you might want to do a yearly check-in or six month check-in to make sure you're making progress. If it's a really short thing, like trying to get ready for a marathon or trying to write an article, <laughs> you're going to do you know, a weekly check-in. You're going to do something more often. And it's really meant to be a deeper dive to look back and think about things versus just simply tracking progress for the day. You're not just taking a note. Oh, I did this. You're going to want to set aside some time. If you really want to do this, well, it's going to take about an hour or two. And you're really trying to answer one basic question. It all comes down to this. Are you on track to achieve your goals? That's it. Are you on track? So review what you committed to accomplish and take a moment to score your progress so far. Did you achieve your smaller goals over the past few months? So I talked about building a series of small goals that build up to the bigger goal. So have you been making progress and achieving those goals? What is the progress looking like for those larger goals or the big goal? Are you on track to achieve what you wanted to do this year? And we tend to think of ourselves in a calendar year. Like, did I do what I wanted to do this month? Did I achieve what I wanted this year? Are you on track? And then big picture, what is it that you said you wanted the most? And is that goal still valid? This is important you don't want to just keep marching ahead. You want to take some time to look at it and say, do I still want that? Am I spending time doing this because I still want it? Or am I just doing it because I told myself I was going to do it? You know, for example, the big goal could be getting a big raise. It could be getting a promotion, a new job, writing a book like I've been doing. Maybe you want to buy a new home. Maybe your big goal is getting healthier, you know, starting a podcast, maybe it's finding your life partner. Who's the love of your life? could be starting a new business. It could be adding some side hustle income. Look at it and say, do I still want this? And if it's like, yeah, I really, really want this, then great. Keep working on the plan. But if you look at it and say, I don't know if I want that anymore. You know, I wanted that promotion and now I'm feeling like maybe I don't. I don't like what comes with it. So then write some notes that capture the work you've been doing to invest in yourself and these goals and say, okay, what worked well? What didn't work so well? What strategies failed? I thought they were going to work, but they just completely failed. Why did things not go as planned? So you're going to note, Hey, this didn't work, but why do you think it didn't work? What habits didn't stick? There were habits you were trying to start like a, a daily workout and maybe it didn't stick. Why is that? What got in the way of your success? What are you going to do about it? So that's the next thing is write down any adjustments you need to make to your strategies and plans. For example, what changes do you need to make going forward? What do you want to test? There might be some new things to test out. What habits are you gonna drop? Like this isn't working or this is a bad habit, I wanna stop. What habits do you want to add? Try a new habit. What activities do you want to add to your calendar? I talk about this all the time you've got to put stuff on your calendar to get stuff done. If you don't, something else will eat up your time. How do your priorities need to change to make success possible? It may be a matter of prioritization. Who's supporting you? Who's helping you in this journey and encouraging you? And who might be holding you back? And I talk about the power of your network and your inner circle is, are there people who are cheering you on or are there people that are holding you back and making you feel Like you can't make the change that you want to make. And then finally, very importantly, do you need an accountability partner, someone to help hold you accountable and support you or a community? It doesn't have to be an individual. There's nothing wrong with admitting that a plan didn't entirely work out and you need to make some changes. I mean, I worked in the tech industry for over 20 years, more than 20 years. Even multi-billion dollar companies have plans that fail you've seen it. (laughs) Teams are constantly adjusting their plans. They're changing strategies or course correcting to get back on track. So I want to talk about course correction. One thing I've learned in life is that you have to be flexible. You have to be flexible. Being rigid with a plan and just marching ahead probably isn't going to work. Life changes, goals change, your plans are going to change. What you once thought you wanted the most in life may no longer appeal to you. Like I decided I don't want to be a C-level executive. Or the path you've been taking to reach a goal may take you through unpleasant territory. So you need to make a new plan and find a new path to get there. You don't like where it's taking you. Even if you're still happy with the goal you've chosen, it's easy to drift off course while you're making progress. This is especially true for a long-term goal. That may take years to achieve. It's easy to drift off course a little bit. So this tracking and assessment exercise helps you get back on track with the goals that matter the most to you. And without assessing your progress, you can't know if you've been doing the right things to succeed or not. You know, there is a saying that which is measured improves. Um, And this adds precision to your process rather than having a fuzzy feeling that things are going well or things aren't going so well. You'll know exactly what your progress is and you can plan what you want to do about it. For example, someone might have a goal to write a book by the end of a year. So they're going to say, I'm going to write a book this year. So they add a daily habit to their schedule. They're going to sit down and they're going to write for one hour every morning. And they've been tracking it and they know they've stuck to their schedule for let's say the past six months. And they feel good about that. No matter what happened, they wrote for an hour every day. So it's so far so good, right? However, when they take the time to assess their progress against the plan, they can tell there's no way they're going to meet their goal of completing the book this year. Right? They know how many words they're able to write in an hour and how many words that ends up being every week or month. And they're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, they've only finished about maybe 50% of the chapters they outlined. And that may seem okay, maybe they can still get the rest done, but now they don't have any time in the schedule for reviewing the book, making edits, doing revisions, all that stuff you have to do before the year's over. So now's the time to update their plan and they have to make some changes. They have to make some changes to their habits and the schedule. So maybe they're going to add two more hours of writing every weekend because that seems like the only way they're going to have a chance of finishing the book on time right? It's better to periodically assess your progress and discover you need to make some changes to get back on track than to wait until the end and wait until you fail. If you're struggling to make progress, the progress you expected and achieve the milestones on time because you set out those milestones, take some time to figure out why, right? You got to take some time to figure out why and decide how you're going to make a course correction. Is the goal still valid, right? Sometimes progress stalls when you're no longer excited about what you want to achieve. Maybe the reason it's going slow is you aren't passionate about it anymore. So you may need to go back to chapter seven and think about those goals and say, is this the goal I really want? Is the timeline realistic? You may find out that it's going to take longer. I mean, that's usually the case, right? We used to say this in tech, um, that everything's going to take twice as long and cost twice as much as you think it's going to take. So you should always kind of double your schedule. You don't really know until you're working on something It's like, oh, okay, this is taking longer than I thought it was going to take. I might have to push the timeline out. Is the plan not working? You know, plans are rarely flawless the first time. I would say they're probably never flawless the first time. So don't be surprised if you may you need to make some adjustments and tweak things. Have you made the necessary work for the plan a daily or weekly habit? All too often work in life interrupts our pursuit of our goals, right? Our personal goals, unless we bake it into our daily lives. And are you scheduling that time to work on it? You got, I talk about this, use your calendar to fiercely protect your time. The time that you need to invest in yourself and invest in your dreams. What gets scheduled gets done do you have an accountability partner or community? As I mentioned earlier, they can help motivate you. They can keep you honest about your progress with regular check-ins. It really helps. And I talked about accountability earlier in the book. Once you've identified why you may have drifted off course, you can address those issues and uh, get yourself back on track. So the other thing I want to talk about is capturing accomplishments. So in chapter six, I talked about writing the story of you, which included documenting your life accomplishments to date. As you continue your journey now, you will be accomplishing more amazing things on the path to building the life you want. Don't just let those moments slip by unnoticed. Capture them in a living document or even a paper notebook, as I mentioned, So you can recall these notable milestones later. They will motivate you. They will inspire you. They will remind you of how far you've come. Regardless of how much progress you've made so far, it's a valuable exercise to capture everything you actually did accomplish. You might be surprised by how much you did get done. Don't bother editing as you go or questioning anything. Just Let this list of accomplishments flow from your mind to your fingertips. Just let it flow, get it down. It helps to review your calendar. For example, when I sit down to remember what I've achieved at the end of each year, and that's something I do with my career community, my mind sometimes goes a little blank. It's like, what in the heck have I been doing? It's easy to remember stuff from the past few weeks or months, but I'm like, what did I do way back in February and March? So I put my calendar app into a week view and I scroll through it to give me an overview and see what I've been doing. And I can say, oh, okay, right. I was publishing my newsletters. I wrote a bunch of draft book chapters, recorded podcasts and got them out there. I marketed my business. I did a bunch of marketing. I worked on some courses. I've been updating my websites, creating new websites. I met with clients, a whole lot of client meetings. I've been working out every day and I can see all that and go, okay, now I know what I've been accomplishing, accomplishing. Um, I also flipped through the pages of that morning journal and that's one reason I recommend it. It helps refresh my memory of what was going on and I can see some of the things that maybe I hadn't put into my calendar. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. You could scan your email inbox or other message threads, whatever you use, whether it's Slack or Teams or whatever. And if you're like me, you don't delete all your messages. So you can quickly scan through those subject lines and the senders and say, oh, yeah, 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 I forgot about that project or those meetings or that accomplishment. And it's going to be a mix. You're going to have achievements that are both professional. Like launching a project that's going to take you one step closer to that big goal that you've selected, or it can be personal. You took some yoga classes to improve your fitness. Maybe that's a goal too. All of your accomplishments matter and count towards your progress. And I know we are out of time, but the final thing I wanted to remind you to do is to celebrate the small wins. I don't know. I benefit from celebrating my small wins on the road to a major goal that I'm trying to reach. You know, if I wait till the end, like this book that I'm writing, I would wait two or more years to have a celebration. Oh boy, I'm going to wait two or three years before I have a nice dinner to celebrate my book. And that's not super motivational. I, I like delayed gratification. I can handle delayed gratification, but that's, that's a long time. So I celebrate the small wins along the way. Every little win. So even if I you know, write a article and get it out there or a podcast or another one of these book chapters, I, I celebrate, you know, I'll go out for lunch with my wife or something. So get into the habit of doing that because that helps balance the good with the bad. There are going to be negative things that are happening in your life. Times you're feeling down. You got to celebrate the wins. You got to celebrate every little win and enjoy it and make that a consistent habit. You know, you may not feel like celebrating a win every day, sure, but you should be celebrating something in some form every week or month as you are making progress on your plan. All right, that is it. If you want to read this chapter in more detail, go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me. This is book chapter, Tracking Your Progress, issue number 41. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck with pursuing the life of your dreams so you can be happier, healthier, and more fulfilled.